We continue the uh, conversation on the talking point this morning for our thinking point. We're in conversation with the AMCU president, Joseph Matunja. We're looking specifically at this deal that has been secured by South Africa. It's a multi-billion dollar deal, 8 billion US dollars, 131 uh, South African uh, billion rands that has been secured to help the country effectively transition into renewable energy. Well, it has not necessarily been well received by everyone, certainly a lot of concerns being raised about the nature of this financing on the, on the one hand. But on the other, what will the journey of transitioning to renewable energy mean and what will it what will it entail for South Africa? Yesterday, you would have heard the views of the National Union of Mine Workers, Kangela Baloi. Today, we're speaking with the AMCO president, who's written a letter to the Energy Minister, Gwede Mandashe. Mr. Matunjo, good morning to you, and thank you for your time this morning. Good morning to you, and good morning to your listeners, and thank you for the opportunity. Let's talk about this letter that you've written to the Energy Minister. What exactly are you asking him to do? Yes, this letter is more requesting the Honorable Minister Gwede Mantashe to speedily call a summit with all trade unions that are affected by these dodgy deals from Biden. Uh, to sit down and discuss how can we mitigate uh, the job losses that we'll be experiencing in a few years to come. Why do you think that this is a dodgy deal? I, I mean, it's it, it very surprising. I just want to draw your attention. I might not be correct of the date, mm. but I remember there was this meeting that was held in Durban a few years ago, I think it was 2011. And 2011, I think, is where they hosted this COP17, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm subject to correction if my memory <laughs> has left me. And in this, uh, what's name, in this COP17, there were commitments uh, that was taken uh, which was led by Nedlec. And then and then the, the, the document was produced in that engagement, which they call it the Green Economy Accord, if you'll remember. That was uh, with, with many commitments, uh, which, if I still remember, some of them, those commitments, was to procure about 3,000 megawatts renewable energy by 2016, they talk about solar and wind energy that will create 50,000 new jobs by 2020. Underline that one. Those are the commitments made in Devon. Manufacturing and distribution. Uh, you know, there were so many things. And then the question is, when the former state president commit, and the former, which is the, the former Honorable Babu Zoma, uh, came and then tried to implement the very same commitment that was adopted uh, in in in, uh, in this COP17. You remember uh, the, when he was talking with Russia in terms of n- uh, nuclear energy. That was a green 
a clean, green energy that he was talking about. And uh, he was shot down. And then subsequent to that, now there is uh, U.S. now entering into a deal with South Africa. So the question will be, it's about the policy or it's about who you enter the agreement with. Because this is what he was trying to address. This was a commitment that was made in COP17, and he tried to address those issues. And then there was a lot of issues around him, uh, you know. And then eventually he was kicked out for other reasons. But mainly to me, when I see what is happening now, I think the kicking of uh, the former state president Zuma was more about the green energy that he entered, he wanted to enter the agreement with the Russians, of which, according to those people in power, you are supposed not to enter an agreement with the BRICS people. You must just go to, to Europe, I mean, to I mean to U.S. That's why I'm saying it's a dodgy bill. We never had any engagement around this. And some provinces will be really affected with this deal. I mean, for instance, your Dan, the KZN, your Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga is very much vested with power stations, uh, coal mines. And then what studies have they conducted? Who, I mean, that 131 billion that will be given to us, what purpose will be serving? I mean, the country is sitting over 37 unemployment percent rate. The, the graduates are sitting, retiring at home without even seeing any doff in employment. And then isn't this deal is to, is to is using South Africa as a stage to fight China because of pollution, which they don't want to commit into this uh, green energy? And they are using South Africa because I think the price of the coal is, is very good currently. It is, and China, is, I think, is one of the countries that buy most of our coal, if I'm not mistaken. So this thing, we have to think it through. And, uh, and, and another point that I want to raise in this issue, Europe was built with a certain blood of the black workers to build Europe where it is today. And these are the people who came up with all these different times of uh, revolution, economic revolutions. It's not the first time. I mean, they started long, they built their countries, and now when it's our time to develop, that's why they are calling themselves the first world. Now when we have to develop our own country, they detect the terms to say what you have you cannot use to sustain yourself. They want to introduce something that we cannot have any control over it. God gave us wind. He gave us sun. We are the best placed country in the continent, in the whole world, in terms of getting to the sun, closer to the sun. So we are going to be, I mean, be oppressed with what God gave us. We can't even, where are these solar I mean, systems manufactured? Okay. Where would all these turbines be I mean, manufactured? Mr. Mr. Matunja? We're going to continue the conversation shortly. It's 9.30. Let me go over to Anne Musa on the news desk with the latest headlines. The conversation with Joseph Matunjo continues. You can reach us on 011-714-2006. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 107 FM in Gruenstadt.
We continue the conversation on the talking point. Joseph Matunja joining us for our thinking point today. He's the president of AMCU and saying quite a number of things in terms of the country's response uh, with this deal that was struck in Glasgow, 131 billion rand to help the country transition into renewable energy. Mr. Matunja says, well, there's something sinister. There's something off about the deal. And, you know, recounting basically the kind of responses that we had to former President Jacob Zuma when it came to the nuclear deal. So, Mr. Matunja, I find it interesting that you're comparing uh, the, the deal with renewable energies, uh, with with the transition uh, to renewable energy, to that of um, the Russia deal. Because what we know about the Russia deal is that, by and large, there was a lack of transparency. There was a lot of secrecy around what exactly it is that the South African government was entering into with the Russian government. And by and large, in contravention of some of the country's laws. I think somehow they kind of uh, uh, a selective uh, uh, treatment of how we draw opinions to other leaders. Was there any transparency with this sign, mm. uh, a deal uh, with the current sitting president? So maybe you media people, you know more. Could you please tell us, were you aware? Maybe let's also ask, if it was more transparent, surely you could have taken the minister of DMRE, Mr. Gwede Mandashe, with him in the DG. Mm. So surely you can't say the nuclear deal uh, that was supposing to be entered with Russia was uh, uh, was not transparent. And then you say the current deal that entered by the current sitting Honorable Cyril Ramaphosa is transparent. Maybe you, media, because you are the one who are in forefront in knowing these things. But the narrative that we try to push to say, you, media, you, you're trying to push, no, Zuma was corrupt. This deal of nuclear with Russia was a corrupt. No one knows that any of the ministers in the cabinet, opposition parties, know what the deal that he has signed, the current sitting president, entails. And that's one of the issue, that that's one of the reasons why you have an issue with this deal. No, the, uh, I'm coming from where you come. I mean, uh, what from your statement to say the issue was the deal that the former state president wanted to enter into was not transparent, was undermining regulation laws of the country. Mm. Is the current deal transparent? Does not undermine any laws of the country. A right to work. How many workers, how many families, how many communities will suffer? Just look at Mpumalanga itself. Eh? I mean, what other method could have been researched to say, how can we save coal? How can we use coal in order to generate a cleaner energy? They, I mean, there's no such. I mean, how much money is being used by ESCOM to subsidize these private European companies? Eh? to come up with this green, I mean, green energy. I think the media in general in South Africa can also assist to educate us and be transparent when they are dealing with questions, not fear the offices that who sit in the office. 
There are so many wrong things that have been happening in this country. And the media is very quiet about it. And this one is the last draw, 131 billion to shut down the jobs. So, I, I mean, uh, I mean. So, so let me finish. Mm, sure. Do you think Europe will love Africa if really they've got love? Surely in New York, Down Square, you won't see people sleeping on the pavement. White people, huh? So you think Biden can come and save you in Africa? This is a continuation from Bismarck: how to capture Africa. It comes with different forms. So this is another state capture. This is another colonization in its best in the 21st century. So, who's who's yeah. going to benefit out of these things? So, Mr. Matunja, just so that I'm clear, the country, of course, uh, in 2019, finally uh, made public the Integrated Resource Plan, and it includes a move to different types of energy that will contribute to the grid. Are you saying that in as far as you're concerned, this deal, when it comes to supporting the move to renewable energy, is not in line with what was announced in 2019 and where it has been said the country is going in terms of the energy mix come 2030? Fine. Uh, I hear where you're coming from. Then let me answer your question by referring back to my earlier submission. I mm. said in 2011, there was a Green Economy Accord. Of It was held in Devon, COP17. There were commitments. I even said 3,000 megawatts renewable in 2016. And you said the solar and wind energy is creating 50,000 jobs. Where are those things? What happened to those commitments? Is where then I brought in the issue of Russia with nuclear energy. So, I mean, why this commitment when it's implemented by certain people with certain countries is becoming an issue? But when it's implemented by other people, it's good because it's coming from Europe. Huh? Okay. So, uh, yeah. Mr. Matunja, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. I've got a couple of callers that are calling in and would also love to engage you. You're more than welcome to be part of the uh, conversation. The number to dial this morning, 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, it's 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. KGM, I cannot believe my screen. Welcome, Long time no chat. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Kevin. If I had known that all it was going to take to bring you out of hiding is Mr. Matunja, I would have done it a long time ago. Good to hear from you, KGM. (laughs) Yes, no, don't worry. I'm listening in the right line. Uh, Sometimes it's good to just keep quiet and listen. No problem. Go for it. Good morning, Mr. Matunja, and good morning to my fellow listeners. Hi, good morning, my brother. Look, uh, Casey, I, I could not agree more with Mr. Matunjo. He's spot on. I am apolitical like it comes. But this selectiveness, particularly of the media, in, in reporting things the way they are, as opposed to favoring the person sitting in the office. And in this case, for me, I don't care 
whether it's Cyril Ramaphosa or KGM or Matunjwa. It doesn't matter who sits in the office. If this country is going to, to be selective in how we implement uh, uh, the, what be deals that we have, and by the way, let me just add on to what Mr. Matunjwa said. I was, I was at COP17. The, the, these promises that were made, if we had leadership of any sort, especially from the presidency, we should be getting reports. We hear day in, day out of on, on billions, hundreds of billions that are coming into the country. But there's no stock. We're not taking stock. We're not getting a report. We have, I don't know how many state of the nation addresses we've had since 94, but you can go back to all of them cases. Every promise that has been made by any, all the presidents, starting from Mandela up to now with President Cyril Ramaphosa, it's just rhetorics that do not have merit when it comes to reporting back. Today, a, a president says, I'm making this commitment, there are these things that are going to be done. The next state of the, uh, the, problem, uh, I mean, uh, the country address, uh, he doesn't even bother to go back to what he promised in the last one. He just goes on with the, with, the, with the promises. And as a parting shot, we cannot afford as South Africa to say, because America says renewable energy or technology, or China says uh, uh, renewable energy or technology, uh, therefore we should do what they say. These things might be good for America, they might be good for China, they might be good for Britain and all, but are they, are they good for us as a country? When we look at the socio-economic conditions, the, the realities of us here in the ground, when we bring these technologies, how many jobs, how many livelihoods, how many effects are they going to have? And those effects, are they negative or are they positive? Please, let mm. me say, let the report in a balanced manner. And Matunja, my brother, do not stop asking these pertinent questions. You at least have a voice represent the voiceless and be fearless in doing so. Kathy, so, 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 so KGM, just before yes. you go, where yes. then do we place the need to actually, of course, start transitioning into cleaner energy? Because you would have seen some of the research, uh, ESCOM being listed as the highest emitter when it comes to power supply in the entire world. And that in and of itself is not inconsequential. So where do you fit that aspect of the conversation in? Well, let me tell you, Kathy, I, I, I have done a research. I can forward it to you. Mm. That's why I actually called. It is not true that ESCOM is the biggest emittent of, of uh, uh, carbon emissions in the world. That's a lie. This, this is a propaganda pushed by the foreign media and, and those who would like to benefit from deals like shutting down of ESCOM and, and, and privatizing it. America itself, China, Russia, they are the biggest polluters. These researchers do not talk to the comparisons in terms of per capita, for instance, when they talk to the countries, especially the so-called uh, 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 great aviation countries. Mm. They only do that when they talk to the countries like South Africa, the so-called emerging economies, because we are the ones who are subsidizing them. We are the ones who they benefit from. And for them to do that, they have to instill fear in us. Listen, people in Bumalanga in particular have been staying in that cold, even from the days of apartheid. 
Let's yes. see how many of them have died because of these so-called carbon emissions. It is a legacy. Let's okay. do our own research and not listen to the researchers that have ulterior motives and are pushed through our throats. All right, KGM. KGM calling us from out in Joburg. Let me go to KZN. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Uh, first, first, first challenge is that KGM must do research himself, as well as uh, Matunja. There. There's mm. no deal. There's an offer that you know that should be, if South Africa were to, to, to be the first one in the continent, to, to start implementing green energy. We think that the whole continent will move in that direction. And therefore, precisely because of Africa's position, there is an offer that the, 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 the Western countries are going to, to provide the finance to ensure that, that the country does not suffer greatly. The second point, it's true, there is great. I don't think Matunjo understands that the, 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 the impact of the, current, the health consequences of the of where of currently uh, gas emissions, and I'm surprised that he speaks about uh, COP17. I would have expected Matunga to say, in the mining sector, which is one of the emitters of, of fossil fuels, uh, we are going to demand as part of negotiation that mines be the, be at the forefront of moving towards greener energy, and 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 also should be moved towards greener if there are community-based uh, climate change agents there are bigger repercussions in terms of employment as well because we all know that the recycling has become a very big business how much of plastic do we export just to be recycled elsewhere which could be done here in south africa and there are very good examples the fact that um, maybe the media has not caught up and, and made issue around uh, climate change and some of the initiatives at community level that people are doing. I know someone who changes plastic into the sole of a shoe and the clickies, and that brings in a lot of money. So it, it, it should not be true that if we, we do away with coal, therefore it means we are, cre- we, are, we, are, we are going to lose jobs. Actually, we are going to create more jobs that are currently being earned by other people. Rather than exporting all these materials to the outside world, we could just be recycling them here in South Africa. I would rather Matunja does his own research and, 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 and don't try to, to, to be relevant around an issue that he knows nothing about. Okay, yet. let me, give him, let me give him an opportunity to respond, Chris. Mr. Matunja? I think to listen is a skill at the end of the day. I think if my brother was listening carefully, I said there is no research that has been done around how to substitute coal to produce green energy. And I even say the job losses will experience. He doesn't talk about the 50,000 jobs that was promised in 2017, which we haven't realized even today. I spoke about the education system, that the very same solar system, all this equipment that will be used for this green energy, where would they be coming from? They'll be coming from Europe, not here from South Africa. So where jobs will be created? This pollution story, as comrade uh, brother KG was saying, is correct. We've been living here in Whitbank. Yes, yes, we do have sinuses and impact, but... He failed to understand that Europe is where it is today was because of the very same coal. Go to Dandy today. 
whether is it developed? How many tons of millions of tons has left Gandhi eh, to go to Europe? You go to KZN today, you go to Ultraside, Zululand Ultraside, Z. You go all these mines, go and see how they develop. We develop Europe based on the same coal. When it's our time now to develop ourselves, they want us to shift out in their way of thinking, in their way of work, to continue colonized in a modern way called green energy. No, then, I mean, they should give us an opportunity. There is no need for research. This thing does not need a, real, a rock scientist to say we are sitting over 37% of unemployment. Graduates are sitting at home, they've got no jobs. So if then there was no green energy issue from Biden, from COP17, COP26, that means we'll be continuing with unemployment in South Africa. Come on, man. Let us not be lazy to think. This does not need any rock scientist, I mean, to see to it that this unemployment cannot be resolved by the green energy. It just uh, uh, further the interest of the West of the white monopoly capital in the expense of Africa. If you look at Congo, I mean, uh, look at a Congo River. Let's talk about Congo River. It travels through to how many countries, I mean, in the continent? How many people, I mean, how, how much electricity can we generate around just Congo River itself? If this gentleman is saying I'm failing to, I mean, to do my own research. Huh? If Africa does not need Biden, it does not need the white monopoly capital in Europe to, I mean, to come up with a green energy. We can do it ourselves in Africa without inflicting any pain towards us. This 131 billion, who's going to pay it? The generation to come, our children's children will be embedded in this debt. No minister, no president sitting today will ever pay this debt that, I mean, they are borrowing us. Okay, Mr. Matunja, we're going to continue with the conversation shortly. I do have a couple of other callers that are holding on the line to also engage with you. On social media, Matilda Malope asking, what is this Glasgow deal? What are the details? And is it a loan and the grant? Uh, Nick Headley, I see responding there. He says, it's still to be confirmed. The amount has been agreed, but they now need to negotiate everything else. It's expected to be a mix of grants and of course cheap loans at least that's part of what has been said publicly around this agreement we're going to take a quick break i'm back with your calls and joseph matundra after this here there and everywhere safm 104.6 fm in kimberley Good morning, Kathy and SA listeners. Um, Kathy, I would like to know from Mr. Matunjwa, is there anything that they can do to change the decision that is already taken? Um, I just want to know that. This is Luzugo Matole from Cape Town. So there is one question for you, Mr. Matunjwa. Do you want to answer it quickly before I take uh, the remaining callers? Yes, I think what we need to to establish is a climate justice whereby we'll be allocating the responsibility equitable uh, in line with the contribution of various countries toward this global warming. 
But just to say this is 131 billion phased out, I mean, the mining and for, to address the issue of pollution, I don't think that will help us. I think the, the leadership in the government shouldn't rush to enter into this. Let them come transparent to the nation. Let's debate with everyone concerned as a nation. And let's take what suits us best. That will be beneficiary to us. But let us not to be pushed into a situation whereby the beneficiaries will continue to be the Europeans uh, in terms of this renewable energy. As we know that from the non-renewable energy, were them who were benefiting. And again, with this uh, renewable green energy, will be them at the end of the day. I, I mean, if, you know, one has a miracle, we'll call Africa to say, leaders of Africa, you don't need Biden. Okay. I mean, when it comes to green energy, you don't need Europe. You don't need G7. You don't need... We can create our own things in Africa. God has given us a planet or a country or a continent that has got everything. Because if you look now, the rate of consumption of food for the world, you, you almost need one and a half planet. And now in the half planet, you need another half planet for the capitalism to to, to feed their grid. Where would you get it? All right. Mr. Matunjo, I want to take more calls. Let me go to Romeo and KZN. Romeo, good morning. Good good morning, Mr. KZN. Good Matunjo. Let me quickly come to a point where from a different angle as to say, I think if the government has already signed over the issue of green energy, I think it can be put on hold if people are denying. I suggested that as a country, what is it that we want? Because every sector has got a representative. The captains of industry, all the uh, big bosses of the mines, uh, private and sector, the business community. Let's sit down and let's hear what is it that uh, as a country, what do we want? Because at the end of the day, part of this war that we are fighting, we might not end up winning. Because you are saying we don't need a rocket science to win all this. I agree. But all the same, look at, at our wealth that we are producing in Africa that are going overseas. Why don't you start by saying, all what you are producing, let it be manufactured here so that we can be the king makers of the world. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that call. Christopher Nimbombela, good morning. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Yes. Yes, uh, no, I fully agree with Mr. Matunja. The gentleman is well-versed and well-informed, you know. Just to touch on the issue of electricity here in South Africa, you know, most people do not do not know that electricity in South Africa is mainly produced, you know, using coal-fired power in coal-fired power stations. So in a coal station, coal is burned to heat water to produce the steam, right? Then the steam turns the turbine, which turns the generator to, to produce electricity. So the issue that we have here in South Africa is that the people that are are owning the coal that the, uh, are owning the coal that supply the coal to ESCO are privately owned international corporations, and they are deliberately trying to sabotage ESCOM so that we, the constituency, can think that ESCOM is incompetent. ESCOM is not incompetent; it's a state-owned entity, and we must fight to protect it because it creates jobs for our people. To and what we must end? Really have... to, to, to what end, Chris? Come again. To what end? 
Uh, I don't understand what so, you're So, so to what question. end would these companies be deliberately sabotaging uh, ESCOM, as you're they, saying? They want, they, want to mono, they, want to monopolize, they want to monopolize the industry. They want to control the mining of the coal and, and also selling the electricity to the constituency. You understand? Mm. They want to monopolize. So they're deliberately doing this power cut together with their uh, uh, cronies, whoever is in charge. They're deliberately... Uh, uh, doing the stage, stages of power cut so that we, the, the citizens of South Africa, can say that ESCOM is incompetent and ESCOM must move, and then they bring in their private companies. You understand? Okay. This, this, this same coal mine should be under the state control. You understand? So that we can have electricity whenever we want it at a, at a very affordable price. All right. People, Chris? And, the, and the media, I'm, I'm surprised that the media is not even reporting on these things. They're quiet about it. We don't hear a single word about what I'm talking about right now. Okay. Uh, Chris, we're going to have to leave it there because I am quickly running out of time, but I think you've had the opportunity to make your point about what you believe is at play behind the scenes. Mr. Matunja, you've got 30 seconds to wrap up for me and share your final thoughts. I hear the politician always saying uh, Africa, if they've got problems, they have, they've got a solution. They tell and make African way of dealing with own solutions, and, and sorry, and own problems. So I'm asking myself, in this, what is the difference? Can we have our own solution when we want to deal with the climate change? I believe we do have. The resources that God gave us from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it said, you will rule over it. You've got this power, or you've got dominion. Why should we treat G7 as our little God to bow for, I mean, for them in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3? They are not our gods. So this G20 is their disciples. We, they go to whatever Switzerland and sit there and sell our Africa and come back and benefit as a province, I mean, of this white monopoly capital and ruin the future of our children. Right now, what? Africa, wake up. It's time now. Our voice should be heard. This okay. one billion, we need a summit with the government, with the communities that will be affected, will mobilize the communities, will mobilize every South African who is concerned about the future of their children to say, government, is the time to listen to us. Let's come up with a solution that will serve the interests of the child of Africa. Mr. Matunja, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. I thank you so much for your time and extended thinking point. It's just gone 10 o'clock.